as these corridors come online, then uh, you know the idea is that the, the system becomes more efficient for those high frequency routes, and that's what we're looking at. More frequent, efficient service with improved accessibility, amenities, and security. I'm Laura Whitley. In this edition of The Next Stop, as work gets underway, how a Metro Next program is giving popular Metro bus routes a boost. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. Metro's podcast. We're joined now by Yohanna Mahmoud. She's a Metro project manager and also Linda Trevino. She's a senior public affairs representative with Metro. Ladies, thank you for joining The Next Stop. Thank you. Sure. So we um, are pretty excited here at Metro because back in 2019, voters approved the Metro Next plan. And part of that plan included a, a program called Boost. Um, and um, the we are starting to see um, some uh, progress being made uh, on uh, these Boost projects. And Yahaina, can you tell us a little bit about Boost, uh, what it is and uh, what it means for our region? Yes, Laura. So um, Boost is a program uh, that, like you said, came out of the Metro Next, um, where customers really wanted um, to improve the existing service, the experience of the existing service. And so that's the goal of the um, of Boost program is to improve the customer service experience uh, on 17 of our high frequency local bus routes. Um, and we're looking uh, we think of it of this program as as impacting three areas in, in a ride, which is um, a better walk, access to the to the stop, uh, a better uh, stop itself, so improvements to that bus stop, and then a better ride, uh, improving the customer experience um, in terms of uh, reliability of service and improving uh, the trip uh, time, basically. And so we're doing uh, improvements on sort of like in those, those those three focus areas. So for a better walk, we're looking at improving sidewalks, either repairing um, or replacing sidewalk or adding sidewalk where there is none along the bus routes, uh, improving crosswalks uh, okay. so that there is for, for safety. Um, and uh, in some cases, when we have partners, we're also taking on the implementation um, of some um, uh, bikeways according to the Houston bike plan. So um, those are the sort of like the three areas under the, the better walk. What are the uh, upgrades and changes uh, that customers will notice to the stops? To the stops, because we're improving the sidewalks, we're going to be able to place bus stops around a quarter mile from each other. And with that sort of optimization of the location of the bus stops, we will be placing bus shelters at every bus stop on that route. Uh, currently, there's only certain bus stops that get uh, bus shelters, but uh, in this case, all the bus all the bus stops will get uh, bus shelters with lighting, uh, which is a safety element that we've added. People through Metro Next asked for comfort and safety at the bus stop, and so those are the two elements. And then we will see the next bus arrival information like a digital sign like you see in the rail today something like a smaller version at every stop 
um, wow. so that, that it'll tell you like when the next bus is coming, like five minutes away, two minutes away, et cetera. At all the bus stops? And so all yes. the bus stops are going to have shelters, they're going to have lighting, and they're going to have digital signs? Yes. Wow, that's exciting. Yes, <laughs> it is very exciting. So it's something that um, that customers had asked for, and I think it, it's definitely going to uh, improve the the customer experience uh, for those for those routes. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get into that uh, feedback we got from customers in just a minute with you, Linda. But Yahaina, if you could then also explain, tell us a bit about the ride, the changes in the ride that Boost will bring. So with the better ride, it's about improving the reliability of the service, as well as trying to, you know, impact a little bit of saving time along the route. And so I already spoke about um, moving and and uh, relocating some of the bus stops. We're relocating them um, to the far side, so that means to the uh, the intersection after the intersection. Currently, some, most of our bus stops are before the intersection. We're relocating them after the intersection. And with that improvement, that's going to be coordinated with um, the city of Houston for doing some work at the traffic lights. <clears throat> and so that the bus uh, will be given a certain priority, maybe as if the light is green, then then it can hold the light green for like, let's say a second so that it goes through the bus passes and picks up the passenger on the other side of the intersection. Um, that's one improvement. That also is coordinated with the curb at the bus stop and most of those bus stops where we can fit it, instead of it being six inches high, like our normal uh, sidewalk is today, it'll be nine inches high. Uh, so that'll allow for the bus to stop for just maybe a, a millisecond less because it has to kneel less when picking up the passengers. So every little tiny millisecond sort of adds up when you're talking about, um, for example, in the 56, there's almost 200 stops. Um, and so that adds up uh, saving time along the route. So it's a, it's a big coordination effort between sort of physical improvements and operational improvements that have to do with the, with the lights and the traffic lights. And we're coordinating that with the city of Houston. Well, it's really intricate in the planning, and it sounds like to every detail, but just one little, uh, for example, the simple change, probably not simple, but moving it just ahead of that or after that intersection can really impact uh, the speed in which the route is able to move. Yeah, so it's like these little small changes that we're making that, you know, end up adding up uh, at the end of the day. So the curb height... Um, the other the other parts that I didn't mention is that the, the bus stop will have um, a safe, basically landing area for the passengers in the back door. So you can enter through the through the front door and safely exit through the back door. Um, and so that accessibility allows also for the, the, the uh, mobility of the passengers inside the bus, because normally in a lot of us stops, we only have the front door accessibility. And so people are sort of bumping into each other being able to trying to get off the, the front door because there may not be an accessible pad on the on the back door. But these bus stops um, are larger and will allow for both the back door and and um, landing on the front door and the, and the back door. Thank you so much for explaining that. It's exciting to hear how uh, intentional 
every aspect of this plan is. And, and part of that intention or much of that intention, I know, um, begins began with the very long public engagement process that continues when uh, the Metro Next plan was being developed. And Linda, you know, that's something that you've been a part of. Um, uh, I hear a ring doorbell. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I got that off. But Laura, I also wanted... Um, also wanted to add to to Johanna's um, better walk, better stop. The better walk, when she talked about improving accessibility along the route, um, that has a lot to do with new ramps for wheelchair and stroller access too. So we're really complying with ADA on on the the better walk. So that's very important um, for accessibility. So I wanted to make sure that you were aware that we had that as well. And then also on the um, real-time bus arrival, I'm hoping that those were photographed already because a lot, quite a few of those are already installed out on that alignment in that corridor. So um, people have been aware of the real-time bus arrival information even prior to starting construction. So I wanted to make you aware of that. Absolutely. And Linda, can you uh, talk a little bit about that public engagement process and how how that has really driven the, the plans that we now see that are being um, implemented? Well, first of all, um, public engagement um, coordinated and secured about 210 properties along that corridor from White Oak to Cavalcade. And we personally sent out um, personalized letters to each property owner. And like I said, there were about 210. What we did was explained what we were doing, how the um, enhancement would approve, improve um, their ride, again, with the better walk, better stop, um, better ride. And then also the main thing is we wanted them to be able to reach out to me uh, directly with questions uh, concerning that boost initiative or any kind of construction activities. We didn't want to delay any time if there were any questions in construction mitigation. So therefore that my name and number was on there. And that way that would allow us to um, mitigate any issues immediately. So you're speaking uh, specifically about the booth 56 and we'll get to that in a minute. If we can go back just a little bit and talk about the public engagement, Metro Next in general and specifically about boost, um, um, Yehena was explaining that um, from from the um, these three main elements, the better walk, better stop, and better ride, that that really came from uh, hearing from the public uh, during the Metro Next development process. And that's something that you've been a part of from the beginning, correct, Linda? Correct. It's been a long process. But again, um, public affairs is plugged into the community. We have our um, databases of not only the associations and the organizations in each of our sectors and area. We have contact information. We attend their meetings to find out what's important to them, um, take their questions and concerns back. So 
um, from the beginning, we have a relationship with many of the um, associations along all of these 17 routes so that we're able to go back and, and plug into um, presenting, as Johanna did, at um, our super neighborhood meetings. She's made a PowerPoint presentation there. Um, we have presentations that we can make to any of the organizations that request it. We're plugged into um, attending all of their meetings in the area, so we were able to answer questions, surprise them of where our construction is at the time. Um, we made sure that they knew that construction started on March 1st on this line, but we'll do the same for all the other lines. Plug them in as to what Boost Network is coming, how that will affect their um, area, their neighborhood, improve um, transportation in that area. So, Linda, is it fair to say that what these improvements that are coming to the communities and neighborhoods um, across our region, that these are, are improvements that that people asked for, that the public wanted? I think so, especially waiting out, you know, Houston's um, weather is very unpredictable. So having shelters um, at our stops rather than just a flag and a pole there is um, aiding our customers to be sheltered from the heat, the weather, you know, rain, so forth. So, yes, um, they've requested shelters. And certainly more reliable service, right? For sure. For sure. If we can speed up their travel time, that's what they want, where they can depend on knowing when our um, your next bus is arriving, being prepared for that, plans for, you know, um, arriving at their destination on time. Awesome. If, I, if I may add a little bit to what Linda has said, to your question, we did receive like close to 4,000 surveys from the community when we were doing Metro Next. And there were sort of like four different sections where people were asking for specific items and they were faster and more reliable service, better customer service experience, more flexibility and safety. And so with with this program, we are definitely looking at those. We were looking when we, when we de were developing the program, we were looking at those specific asks from the community. So the faster, more reliable service we're, we're achieving through the bus stop optimization that I talked about, the near level boarding and those traffic signal improvements, um, the better customer service experience, like Linda said, the bus shelters with seating, the trash cans at every stop, the real time uh, digital display, uh, sort of taking that holistic approach. Um, they also asked about first last mile connections and so looking at the at the walking and the biking to improve accessibility to our stops and really sort of expand the network by considering uh, multimodality, which is biking, being able to bike to transit. Um, and then in terms of the more flexibility, even though we're not changing routes uh, per se, um, in one example that we're doing for the 54 that is already actually, I mean, the, the, yeah, completed, is the extension of the frequency route um, it used to be like a, a you know, the, the the 54 is about an 11 mile route um, currently, but it, the frequent service was about um, about nine and a half miles long, and we extended that service to the MLK clinic 
which is a destination for people that use that route. So those are the kinds of improvements um, that when we when people ask for more flexibility, that's the kind of thing that we were looking in terms of planning um, is, is, is looking at those opportunities. Um, and the last thing was safety. And like I said, uh, part of safety is being able to walk safely on the sidewalks so and improving the sidewalks, improving the ramps, like Linda mentioned, um, the crossings. Um, and then relocating those those bus stops to to a, to a crossing so that there's a, a signalized crossing where people are safely crossing the street. And that sort of ties in with what we're seeing in the region, which is vision zero, trying to you know eliminate uh, any death with a vehicle on, on the roads. And then lighting at uh, lighting at all the bus shelters, which is sort of tying that that safety piece as well. One other thing that I that I wanted to mention in terms of the first last mile connections is that we um, we are when we have partners, we are looking at opportunities to um, improve sidewalks that take people from the bus stop to the school or to a community center or to a park where people, you know, where are people coming from and where are they going when they get on and off the bus? What are the destinations? And considering those and being able to improve sidewalks that connect to the bus route as well. Laura, it's been well received. Um, when we were repairing some of the sidewalks, talking with the community already, um, they're very appreciative of us um, lifting the sidewalks to prevent ponding, prevent flooding there that they won't have to walk through to get to our shop. So those have been well received. I've also had the opportunity um, when we talk about the bus stops and wanting to keep them clean, uh, we've introduced our adoptive shelter to two shelters that are being um, installed out there that we've gotten the community to go ahead and adopt and they're very anxious to participate with that program so it's been well received so let's tell folks real quickly where, what we're talking about i know we've mentioned it a little bit but i want to make sure it's clear there's actually two routes um where that are kicking off the boost program um, and work has already commenced um, in different ways on both of them, and that's um, the 56 uh, Airline Ma Montrose and then also the 54 Scott route. Yaina, um, you spoke about the extension of the high frequency on the 54. Um, and on the 56, if folks go along that area right now, there's actually ground that's been broken, correct? Yes, it's it's very exciting to finally uh, the finally we, we broke ground on the on the boost uh, project on the 56. So this is a section um, on Studiwood is a section of the route. So the 56, like I mentioned, goes from the uh, Texas Medical Center Transit Center to the Greens Point Transit Center, and it's about a 23 mile uh, route. Um, we are looking at improvements in about a mile and a half of the route on Studiwood between White Oak Drive and Cavalcade. Um, and the improvements uh, there, um, we are looking at, at doing, um, boostifying for 14 of our bus stops. Um, at this point, we are still in the design level of the new bus shelter. So mm -hmm. these stops there will receive refurbished bus shelters, but they will have lighting either uh, you know, solar or conduit, but they all will have lighting and they will also have the next bus uh, arrival information. The um, sidewalks are being improved along that stretch and the ramps as well. 
we are providing um, a couple of one crossing that is existing, improving that existing crossing, and then adding two crossings, uh, pedestrian crosses, so that uh, people can safely cross the street um, in two locations. And we are also doing sidewalks to three destinations in the area. Uh, Hog Middle School, um, Heights High School, and uh, the Proctor Park and Community Center. And so those are destinations uh, that people use to, you know, to, to get into the neighborhood. And that's where Linda was speaking about the sidewalks that are going to those to those destinations. So there's in some cases there's existing sidewalk that we're replacing. In some cases there's no sidewalk. There's maybe gaps. Um, and so we're making those those uh, accessibility improvements to make the bus stops uh, accessible. And Yahaina, what um, what's the timetable? When when will people really notice that these changes uh, to come about on that route? So um, we, like Linda said, we you know with with public affairs, we've been letting people know that these are coming. Uh, construction began on March first. Um, we are looking, you know, the contract that's normal for construction is maybe six six to eight months. Um, it, it will depend on how the, you know, the, the weather impacts it, et cetera. Yes, we started, but our, our contractor is really good. We actually have three crews there. So we're working on the south end, on the north end and in the middle, trying to mitigate, you know, um, the length of time that we're out there and interfering. So when it comes to the, really what we're seeing with, with Boost, um, it, it seems like along these routes, the the contrast to what's there now um it'll it's pretty it's very significant i mean people will really notice um some you know from the shelters to uh the process for boarding and um just the way the entire uh route operates uh it's very much upgraded and, and somewhat and revamped correct Yes, definitely. Those I think those upgrades are going to be noticeable um, along the along the corridors and um, and it you know these routes, for example, the the both routes, um, you know, all like I said, 23 miles. So they they range from different parts of the city, um, and so you will be able to see these uh, across uh, across the city, and it's going to make a, a, a big impact. I think our boost program. Um targeted the 17 high frequency routes, the, the most high fre frequency routes um, for us to begin this program with. And so these are two of them, the 56 and the 54. So yes, they'll, they'll definitely see improvements, hopefully with the, uh, with the um, timing, with the frequency, for sure. Yeah, and I think being able to wait for the bus in a, you know, shelter, area and now that we have you know we we do have service late at night um having that light there i think that that uh we're also hoping for increased ridership when people start looking at transit as a as a as an option um and that's what people want in the in the region is uh options that they can they can use so the, the option of taking transit the option of biking to transit um and you know connecting to to these different modes, I think that that definitely it's a, it's a step in the right direction 
providing these. And as, as these corridors come online, then uh, you know the idea is that the, the system becomes more efficient for those high frequency routes, and that's what we're looking at. And how rewarding to be able to deliver uh, this, you know, deliver these packages to to folks as well, and, and know that it's going to be real, real tangible specific improvement and I love Yahaina what you were saying a little earlier about just extension of the high frequency route along the 54 Scott to the um, MLK clinic I mean that is you know such an important uh, need at helping folks access health care schools uh, and things like that and to be able to make it easier for people to be able to get to those vital services um, that uh, you know from a planning standpoint and, both, and Linda from someone you're there boots on the ground at these all of these community meetings um, must feel very rewarding. It is. Yes. Like I said, it's been very well received. Uh, we've been out there 10 days. I've met a lot of the community out there. Um, they're appreciative that we're, you know, upholding our end of the bargain by, you know, implementing Boost is what they voted for in 2019. So this is part of that program. No, it is It is very exciting to be able to like see the planning process, uh, you know, for a couple of years and finally see something in the ground. Um, and, and you know have, have seen the whole process and being able to deliver something I think it's very exciting um, and Linda was telling me she's like this is my favorite part of my job I get out there and start talking to people and so uh, it is definitely exciting for us yes yep it is most rewarding <laughs> is being able to talk to them and see them and and how appreciative they are of us being out there Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you so much for uh, joining us this afternoon and, or today and, and talking a bit uh, about it. Uh, Linda Trevino, Senior uh, Public Affairs Representative from Metro and Yohaina Mahmood, uh, Project Manager. Thank you for joining the next stop. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you, Laura, for inviting us. For more information on the Metro Next plan, visit metronext.org. That's all for this edition of The Next Stop. I'm Laura Whitley. If you'd like to check out more episodes, you can find them on our website or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Google Play. And if you could please do us a favor and leave a rating or review, that'll help us out a lot. Until next time, drive less, do more with Metro. Metro.